Thanks for joining us for A Moment with Jesus, a 30-minute contemplative devotional moment designed to help you cultivate everyday connection with God. We hope this short half hour will give you some breathing room in your day to connect with Jesus. The devotionals are designed so that you'd only need to bring yourself and your preferred way to listen. But if there's anything else you'd like to gather before we begin, now is the time. Maybe a Bible, a journal, something to write with, or anything else you think might help you connect with Jesus during this time. Let's get started. Today is day 19 in our Acts series. Take a moment to allow your heart and mind to quiet. Let us begin together in prayer. Jesus, we acknowledge your presence in our midst. Draw our hearts close to yours. Remind us of where you are at work. Jesus, would you encourage our hearts today? You know exactly how we are coming into this time. May our hearts find rest and comfort in you. In Jesus' name, amen. The Book of Acts Chapter 19 And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples. And he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what then were you baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. There were about twelve men in all. And he entered the synagogue, and for three months spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. 
But when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way before the congregation, he withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. They continued for two years, so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spells, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Skeva were doing this, but the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks. And fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. And many of those who are now believers came, confessing and divulging their practices. And a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. Now after these events, Paul resolved in the spirit to pass through Macedonia and Achaia and go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. And having sent into Macedonia two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. About that time, there arose no little disturbance concerning the way, for a man named Demetrius, a silversmith, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the craftsmen. These he gathered together with the workmen in similar trades and said, Men, you know from this business we have our wealth. And you see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but in almost all of Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away a great many people, saying that gods made with hands are not gods. And there is danger, not only that this trade of ours may come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis may be counted as nothing, and that she may even be disposed from her magnificence. 
she whom all Asia and the world worship. When they heard this, they were enraged and were crying out, Great is the Artemis of the Ephesians. So the city was filled with confusion, and they rushed together into the theater, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians who were Paul's companions in travel. But when Paul wished to go in among the crowd, the disciples would not let him. And even some of the Asiarchs, who were friends of his, sent to him and were urging him not to venture into the theater. Now some cried out one thing, some another, for the assembly was in confusion, and most of them did not know why they had come together. Some of the crowd prompted Alexander, whom the Jews had put forward, and Alexander, motioning with his hand, wanted to make a defense to the crowd. But when they recognized that he was a Jew, for about two hours they all cried out with one voice, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. And when the town clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, who is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is temple keeper of the great Artemis and of the sacred stone that fell from the sky? Seeing then that these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rash, for you have brought these men here who are neither sacrilegious nor blasphemers of our goddess. If therefore Demetrius and the craftsmen with him have a complaint against anyone, the courts are open and there are proconsuls. Let them bring charges against one another. But if you seek anything further, it shall be settled in the regular assembly. For we really are in danger of being charged with rioting today, since there is no cause that we can give to justify this commotion. And when he had said these things, he dismissed the assembly. Now that we have heard the words of Acts 19, let us move into a time of reflection. What do you notice about Paul's time in Ephesus? How does it compare to what you've noticed about his other missionary journeys? What is rising to the surface for you today? Reflect on this passage and notice what God brings to mind.
as we continue to reflect. We learn that in the two years of Paul being in Asia, that every person heard the word of the Lord. Take some time to reflect on that. Then think about what would that look like in your geographic location? Imagine if everybody heard the gospel. Take some time to reflect on these things. As we continue to reflect, we see that people's faith in Jesus is changing how they live. It's changing their priorities. It's changing what they worship. And we see that this is causing a stir within the community. People are noticing that believers in Jesus act differently. Consider your life today. How has your relationship with Jesus changed how you live and act? Consider how you might show some of Jesus' countercultural ways today. Where can you show his love? 
is forgiveness? Where can you be quick to not hold a grudge? Where can you be generous? Think about the ways of Jesus and think about how you might be able to show them to someone today. Now that we have spent some time in reflection, let us move into a time of intentional prayer. Our life with Christ may ask us to put down some things. We see this in the passage as those who practice magic burn their books. That might feel like a hard to access example for us. But in each of our lives, we have different things that draw us away from the heart of Jesus. Today, pray that God would show you any areas that are not drawing you closer to him. And in those places, ask Jesus to remind you 
that he is better, that his way is better, that his plans are made for our flourishing. Pray for these things now. As we continue in prayer, pray for the gospel to spread and be heard by everyone in the place you live. Not just that they would have a vague idea of Jesus, but that they would hear about how much he loves them, how his compassion led him to pay the price for any mistakes we've made. And through his death and through his resurrection, he now offers us all this free gift of forgiveness through grace. May this be what people know about Jesus. And may many decide to follow him.
as we continue to pray. Pray today for gospel transformation. And as you pray for this, maybe you think about individuals, but don't just stop there. Pray for gospel transformation in communities. And not just for our communities, but for our world and for our systems. And that as believers and as communities of Christ followers, that we would be co-participants in restoration and renewal with Jesus. As we begin to close, if you feel like there is much more to say to Jesus, just press pause and continue on. But if you feel ready to wrap up and move on into whatever may be next, let us close together in prayer. Jesus, you change us with your love. You adopt us into your family. The path of life that doesn't run dry is in you. May you remind us of that, and especially in the places where we seek life and fulfillment outside of you. May our lives reflect your love and joy and grace. And may all those around us hear 
about your great compassion and love. In Jesus' name, amen.